0: One thing I have gotten some questions about recently is about outsourcing pieces of your podcast. Now, some people outsource their podcast right from the beginning, while others might wait until they have a more established show. But one thing is for sure, outsourcing any piece of your business can feel a little bit scary if you've never done it before or even if you have. But it's also so worth it if you can find the right person. And when it comes to podcasting, there's lots of options that you have for outsourcing from the experience level of your hire to what specific tasks they take over for you. We are covering this topic in today's episode, and I brought on Lauren Wrighton to have this discussion with us. Lauren was on the podcast in episode 10, and she has been a client of mine since 2019. If you haven't heard me talk about her before, she is truly the reason that I ever learned about the world of podcast management to begin with. So I always love being able to talk all things podcasting with her. Lauren Wrighton is a podcast strategist who has helped female business owners launch their chart topping shows since 2017. In addition to helping podcasters grow their shows, Lauren uses her expertise to help freelancers become profitable podcast managers through her course, The Podcast Manager Program. You can hang out with Lauren each week on her podcast, The Podcast Manager Show. Aside from podcasting, Lauren loves being a wife to her husband, David and a mom to her daughters. And at the time of this recording, she is about a month away from having her fourth baby girl. So congratulations, Lauren. In this episode, we are going to talk about how to know when it's time to outsource, what the difference is between a podcast VA and a podcast manager, and how to know which one is best for you, and also just some general things to know and to consider before hiring. Hello, Lauren. Welcome back to the podcast. You were on a while ago now. We did a kind of a joint episode on podcast predictions for 2022, but we're going to be talking about something different today. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. So before we jump in, because we're going to be talking all about outsourcing your podcast tasks today. So we've got a lot to cover, but before we do that, can you just, for those of those people listening who haven't heard our conversations before, can you tell them just a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I am a mom and a wife, and I started in the online space as a virtual assistant who had a little bit of podcasting experience. I had had my own podcast for about, I want to say, a year. And then I found the virtual assisting world. And so I I started a virtual assistant business, stumbled upon podcast management and started, you know, helping people produce their podcasts. And that was back in 2018. Uh, Since then, well, at that point, podcast management really wasn't a huge industry, not that it's even enormous now. It's still, you know, really unsaturated. But there wasn't anyone teaching it. And so I ended up creating a course on how to become a podcast manager. And so now I still do a little bit of the working with clients, but mainly I help freelancers become podcast
0: managers. Yes, that's perfect. And you have I just feel like you've made such an impact on this space and have built so much awareness around the idea of what a podcast manager even is. And like you said, it's still really in its early stages. So many people don't even know what a podcast manager is. And we'll go over some of that today. But I also started as a virtual assistant. Lauren was one of my very first clients. And she is the one, she's the reason why I'm here. So you introduced me to the world of podcast management. So I am forever grateful for you.
1: Well, I, I love looking back on how long we've been working together. I know. Because wasn't it I, fall of 2019 Yes, that we started working together and you've been a huge – you know just so incremental to my business and you know how much of a fan I am of yours so <laughs>
0: <laughs> ditto us getting to chat is just <laughs> so fun it is it is and i mean that long to work with somebody in the in the online space that's like it's a very long time mm-hmm. so much can change in just like a year or two so right all right so we are going to be talking to those of you who are thinking that it might be time to outsource some of your podcasting tasks. Maybe you are just getting started or maybe you have been podcasting for a while and you're just feeling like it's time to pass some of those tasks off. Maybe it's gotten to be a lot for you to handle. Maybe your business is growing, whatever the reason is. But what would you say are some of the signs that it's time to outsource your podcast?
1: Yeah, so I would start from the beginning of maybe someone hasn't started their podcast yet. And they're like, well, wait, I don't know if I even want to do it at all on my own, which, you know, is really common because podcasting is a very unique skill. You know, not many of us, if any of us at all, have experience in radio or audio or, or anything. You know, maybe you have experience in broadcasting. That would be like the closest Type of experience, but so many of us running businesses don't have experience with podcasting versus like, oh, social media yeah i I know social media because I'm on Instagram, right, or uh, maybe you know Pinterest because you use Pinterest, but podcasting is different in that it feels harder because there is a level of skill that we just don't naturally have. Um, but yeah, if you if you're in that boat of like, I don't know if I even want to learn this, then OK, yep, <laughs> totally a valid reason to hire some professional help. But let's say that you, you know, you you wanted to launch it on your own. You did it. Awesome. And then, you know, you're maybe like five episodes in and you're like, oh, gosh, <laughs> this is the last thing on my list every week. And as much as I love my podcast. I also secretly hate it because <laughs> I, you know, it's just that task, that task that you don't want to do. Yes. Okay. I I mean, most podcasters who are in that boat, they're like, I'm almost going to stop the podcast and I really don't want to do that yeah. because of all of the tasks that are involved. And so that's going to be a huge sign. But also, maybe you you enjoy some of the behind the scenes work, and you get yourself to a certain point. Maybe it's a specific download number, or maybe you've been doing it by yourself for a certain amount of time, and you realize, okay, I've been able to be scrappy and you use YouTube and maybe a course or whatever to get to a certain point. But now I I, I just I'm not gonna be able to break this plateau. Unless I get an outside perspective, and when you're at that point, you might be looking at like a podcast coach, a podcast strategist, but also a podcast manager can fill a lot of those roles, and I know we're gonna get into like podcast v a as well, but that's good I think that's kind of the third person that's like okay, now that i've i maybe I'm six months in now I'm gonna hire someone so that this can be a little bit more enjoyable and I can really grow
0: in a way, I think. That it's always a good thing when podcasters are the ones who start their show and they get to see the behind the scenes and the work that goes into it and how to do like the main tasks of podcasting before handing it off to somebody, because you never know when you're going to need to go back to it. And it's nice to have that understanding of like what somebody's actually going to be doing when they come into your business. But like you said, there's also lots of people, like most of the people that I work with. They know they want to start a podcast, but they also know that they have no desire and no time to make the jump from the beginning and hire somebody to do it. But I know that that's not the scenario for everybody, mostly because of financial reasons. Maybe you're not in a financial place, or maybe you're just not sure if it's worth hiring somebody yet. But then you get to that point that you were talking about, which is why so many podcasters go into pod fade and end up stopping is because it's a lot to keep up with. And there's a lot of, a lot of details to manage. But the beauty of it is you don't have to hand off everything at once. You can kind of pick and choose and it can grow over time, what do you think like the first things are that a podcaster should outsource first? And especially like what are those tasks that would be the most impactful to outsource?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think part part of it is personal. So there are some things that, well, I guess just let's just talk about editing because editing is the most natural one to, that most people want to pass off. But then the other one is show notes. Those are the two that I would say are the most common big things that people want to hand off as soon as possible. Some people like to edit though, or like they're like, I'm not quite ready to to let that go because I want to control <laughs> the way the episode, the final episode sounds, which yes. that's a little bit of a, okay, let's, let's release a little <laughs> bit of control. Hey, I totally get it.
0: Uh, yes, so I would say too.
1: edit, yeah, editing is a huge one because of the time. Even if you've taught yourself and even if you're good at it, yeah. You know, you, you might not be great at it. That's that's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you are good at it, it's very time consuming. It takes yes. 2 to 4 times the length of an episode to edit it. And that's only editing, right? That's not anything else that you're doing post-production wise. But then there's like I said show notes, which it's writing. You know, if you're just like, "Oh man, I don't want to don't want to write." And once again, you can be a decent podcast manager for yourself. You could be good at these skills but there's something about it being your own show that you just don't give it the love and the care that you know someone else could cuz yes. podcast managers one of the things that we all have in common is that we genuinely love the shows that we produce right like w- you you can't pour into a show if you if you don't love it <laughs> yes so you know whenever you realize wow this is like i said the last thing i'm doing each week and you know someone else is going to love it like you do <laughs> that that helps you to to see the value as well.
0: Oh my gosh. So true. I like for myself, I've slowly released things over time to people. And at first I was doing everything. And then now I have somebody who is fantastic, who's editing and I'm doing my show notes and they're not great because (laughs) I put all my energy into doing my clients shows. And then Mm -hmm. By the time you get to yours, it's like, oh, well, like this is mine, and I know that this could be a lot better, but I got to get it out there, and somebody else can totally do a better job (laughs) than you can. And I love that you brought up that it's not just about whether you know how to do something or not. It's time-consuming, and Mm -hmm. isn't that the best part of outsourcing is that you get your time back, and then you can put that time towards other things, whether it's just having some more white space in your schedule or being able to focus on other parts of your business that will kind of drive the needle forward. Mm -hmm. But yeah, editing and show notes, I feel like are the biggest things that people tend to outsource the most. I find that a lot of people like to hang on to guest management. They Mm -hmm. like to be in control Mm -hmm. of that. Do you see that too? Yeah. 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 That
1: and social media graphics or that type of promotion because maybe you have someone else who can kind of do it on your team or you you just find it to be simple and easy and so you do it or you want to change it up a lot. And so those, those two, yeah, I would agree, guest management and social media are two that people will hang on to longer.
0: So if somebody is considering, they're kind of like weighing out their options of whether or not they should go ahead and outsource, what do you think are the biggest benefits of having, whether it's one person or a podcast team versus continuing to manage it on your own?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what I just said earlier about having someone else love your show like you do and bring another level of creativity to the show. I think that's really a hidden benefit mm-hmm. to the more obvious benefits. The more obvious benefits are, yeah, white space in your schedule. And if you're looking, maybe you're thinking like, okay, should I, should I hire you know, maybe a, a VA or should I hire a podcast manager? One of the great things that I've learned over time is sometimes you hire someone and they kind of require more work because you have to give them work. Mm-hmm. So it's like a constant like what am I going to give them yeah. versus when you hire a podcast manager, as long as you record your episode, they're not going to ask for anything else. Yeah, They're just going to go to work and you're going to have space. You're going to have true time off <laughs> away yes. from your business versus in, not to – that that's just some of the, the nature of some other roles that you might hire for might say, okay, hey, we need to keep – we need you know, I need this from you, I need this from you. So yeah, I would say that's definitely a great piece of having a podcast manager is that what they do is consistent yeah. So you get into that groove and you can really have time saved. Mm-hmm. I would say another benefit would be going back to the creativity piece is that the podcast manager, will likely come to you and say, hey, have you thought about doing this? Hey, have you thought about doing this? And and so just having someone else who's thinking about your show when you're not, so you can take time, mental time away from your show, because that's one of the things that you might be feeling if you haven't hired someone yet is like, I know my show could be so much more, but I just don't have the space, the energy to think about it all the time yeah. which we totally get and you have some, now you'll have someone on your team who's a expert or a moderate expert who is going to be able to think about your show when you're not
0: yeah definitely freeing up that mental space mm-hmm. is huge and being able to potentially get ahead more than you ever have been if you're yeah. doing everything It takes time to do all of those pieces because it's not just recording. It's editing and it's show notes and it's the promotional stuff. But if you could sit down and just record several episodes and then hand it off, I mean, that's a huge game changer. And Mm -hmm. that predictability of that consistent routine, I feel like both sides, like podcast managers love that. And it's great for you as a podcaster too, because you know what to expect. You know about how much time it's going to take. And it's kind of like a hands-off situation once you pass Mm -hmm. off that episode. I'm interrupting this episode for a brief moment to answer one of the biggest questions that podcasters have. How do I continue to bring in and retain new listeners? Here's my favorite answer, podcast guesting. When you guest on the right podcasts, you're positioning yourself in front of ideal listeners and customers. This is a powerful strategy when done intentionally, and I can show you how in my mini course, Guesting for Educators. In this course, I'll teach you my three-step approach to landing and leveraging podcast guest interviews. When you join, you'll get access to the course content, templates, swipe copy, and even a list of shows who are currently accepting guests. The best part? You can work your way through the content in less than a weekend. What are you waiting for? Head to www.podcastingforeducators.com/guesting to learn more. Back to the episode. So we've—I feel like we're we're saying podcast manager mostly, mm-hmm. but I also know the term podcast VA floats around, and I think that. People don't quite know the difference between what a podcast VA is and what a podcast manager is. So in your opinion, what do you see being uh, the difference between those two?
1: So I would say the difference is between like a VA and a manager. So a VA in general, a podcast VA or any type of VA is someone who is not bringing in their own strategy to your business or they're not, they don't necessarily need to have experience. They're like an assistant who comes in and does tasks. So you tell them, hey, do these three things and do do them in this way. That is the nature of a VA. And that's why they are so, you know, advantageous for your budget is because you could be paying them $20, $25 an hour and they're just getting stuff done in your business exactly how you want them to. So that would be the same for a podcast VA as maybe maybe you've launched your show and you've got things pretty smooth, but you want someone to come do them for you. That would definitely be a good spot for a podcast VA versus a podcast manager is going to come with some experience, likely, but also the strategy. And so you wouldn't need to know how to do anything. The podcast manager is going to walk you through like their system. So, obviously, the price between a podcast VA and a podcast manager is in that knowledge that they bring to the table.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. It's like the difference between you're training somebody or somebody's coming in with their expertise. And how nice is that to have somebody come in and like tell you what you should be doing or give you suggestions rather than you doing that? Now, okay, I have to ask cuz you just had an episode go out about this today about a podcast producer. How do you define a podcast producer?
1: Yeah, so I think it's a little bit blurry. I mean, everything in the online space is blurry cuz yeah. people call them <laughs> call themselves whatever they want, which yes. is great. I love it.
0: Self-made titles. Me too. Yeah. I change my title all the time.
1: <laughs> right. We, we you you and I we would change your title in my business yes. all the time. I don't even I just gave up. I yes. don't know what to call you. Um so so yeah, things are blurry and yeah. And also go to go back to the VA for a, for a second. Some people will call themselves VAs and know a ton, yeah. in the podcasting space, and they just are feel more comfortable with the VA term. But a podcast producer is really the opposite. People shy away from that term because it is a little bit more elevated. Mm-hmm. It, but I think in reality, the difference. Well, like a podcast producer is is more of a corporate term, yeah. So. If you, yeah, if like someone is working in a podcasting studio in LA, they're probably going to have the term podcast producer. They're yeah, not that's gonna,
0: definitely what I picture in my. Yeah,
1: head. they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna be called a podcast manager. Podcast producer and podcast manager are going to be very similar in the what they do, but I do think that a podcast producer is going to likely help you in before you record and after you record. So when I say before you record, that could be content planning. That could be guest management. That could be helping you with what to say in intros. Like they might just have a little bit more involvement in the creative process Mm -hmm. versus a podcast manager could be only doing the post-production piece of it.
0: I know that people are wondering about price. So I think we can safely say that like a VA, whether it's a, you know, a general VA or a podcast VA is usually like 20 to 25 starting at prices, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so what should people expect with a podcast manager? And the students in your program, I know that a lot of them create custom packages. So I know that it could kind of look really different depending on what you want, but what would be kind of like an average price that people could expect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say one thing is you're you're not going to get hourly pricing versus a VA. You could definitely get hourly pricing and you would know an hourly rate. With a podcast manager, you're probably not going to get an hourly rate, which is totally fine. That doesn't mean that their pricing is higher even. It just means that they're going to package what you want into a custom package and tell you what the price is. So I would say on average, you you really can think about packages in like the $500 range all the way up to like $1,500 is kind of like the most common range that a package would fall in. And then there's obviously higher packages than that. But I would say if you're thinking, okay, where can I start? I would have the $500 number in mind Because then the thing is, it's nice to like get one thing off your plate, but if you can get a couple things, not, you know, not everything, but just a couple things, that's going to make a big difference. So I wouldn't think less than, yes, you could, you could do something for $200, right? You could get someone to make social media graphics for your podcast for $200, but to get kind of the best bang for your buck, you're going to be looking closer to like, I think $500 a month. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's like – I don't know if you feel this way, but once you start outsourcing stuff, it's like, okay, I'm just going to start with editing. But then it's like, oh, how nice would it be if somebody could also just take that and schedule it and upload it and do the show notes and then I'm not – I'm just recording. Like that would be amazing.
1: And if someone's already listening to your entire episode, it's like, well, I'm already – I'm already paying them to listen to the whole episode. I might as well have them schedule it. I might as well have them write the show notes because yeah, if you're trying to get it off of your plate, you still have to go in each week and write your show notes. It's like, "Oh, then you might need to re- refresh yourself yes. on what you even said." So yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean by like it's if you can only outsource one thing, still do it. But if you can outsource like three things, you're going to be real <laughs> you're going to be really really happy at the end of the week.
0: Yeah, and like you said, I mean, if you if you're really kind of like, I I can't afford like a full package right now, starting with that one thing and building on it is going to help you in the long run. It's kind of like at some point you have to make these hard decisions in your business of, okay, well, something's got to give. Like I can't Mm -hmm. keep piling stuff on. I need help at some point. And I just think positions like this that you can outsource are going to give you just such a great ROI in terms of your time alone. Yeah. Okay, so what are some things that people should keep in mind or that they should know before hiring?
1: Things that they should keep in mind. I think knowing how much experience the person has coming into it, not not like how many clients have they worked with, how many years have they been doing it, like not like the typical experience, but knowing you know you want to probably collaborate with the person even if they are a podcast manager and have like some really great feedback for you you probably want it to be collaborative which is great i think every podcaster wants their client to be collaborative as well so keep in mind when you hire someone depending on like how much you are spending you know don't expect too much out of someone who you're like you're just you're just hiring a podcast va you know, tell them what you you need and what you want so that they can grow with you. And then also if you are investing in more of a coach or a strategist or someone to come in and, and really take your podcast and run with it, also trust them with what they have experienced with their previous clients and experiences. So I would say keep that in mind versus if you if you just maybe you just turn this episode on and you hear, okay, great. I can hire a podcast VA for $20. Then assume that that's going to solve everything, right? It may not. <laughs> you might still have to do some handholding and things like that. So I would say keep that in mind when you outsource.
0: Yeah. I think you have to really think about where you are in your business. If you're kind of just starting out in those early stages and you know that there's value there in outsourcing some things, Starting with a podcast VA might be the best route for you. And then you and your podcast VA can grow together over time. Your show can grow, their role can grow, and all of that. And then if you're a more established business owner who might have, you know, a larger budget and really ready to like not only have their tasks taken over, but really have somebody come in who can bring some strategy. Because I mean, that is a huge value in itself having somebody not just come in and, you know, checking things off the list, but coming in with ideas and keeping up to date on the podcasting trends. Hey, Mm. this is what's working right now. This isn't working anymore. Hey, this is, you know, looking at your stats and diving into your stats and checking in with you about those things and giving you suggestions. Like that's just a whole, a whole nother level. Exactly.
1: And it's like you see that you're coming up to like your 100th episode or you're coming up to your yearly anniversary and you're busy with your business, hopefully, right? Hopefully your business is, is flourishing and you don't have a lot of extra time to plan out things like that. But your podcast manager is definitely going to have those things in mind of like, oh, we should do something fun. We should do a giveaway. How can we get more feedback from the from our listeners like just all of those little things that really make such a big difference over time in connecting with you with your person who you're speaking to that we is easy to as a podcaster it's easy to kind of neglect that because you're like okay recorded my stuff and sent it off but the the growing of the show
0: happens week by week too definitely being able to bring those celebrations to the table, like reminding you to celebrate those milestones and the accountability piece. And this is something I wanted to touch on that we haven't yet. I think that that's a huge thing with outsourcing is I know specifically for podcast managers, every podcast manager that I know, and you teach this in the courses, like you have to have those expectations. And whenever you work with anybody in your business, no matter what it is, you are, as the client, as the podcaster, are now being relied on to give that episode. Your podcast manager needs that content before they can begin working on it. So it also just really holds you accountable to getting Mm. those recordings done because they have to be done in order for your podcast manager to do their job.
1: Yes. And the accountability plus the feedback, you know, you can, over time, you can get in your head on like, am I even sharing anything valuable? Like, Am I just talking into white space? Like, is this just, you you can just kind of start like questioning your message or questioning yourself. And I'm, and that's just, you know, normal running a business, unfortunately, uh, (laughs) for, for a lot of us. But you're, you can ask your podcast manager, like, hey, how was this episode? And if they've been working with you, especially for, you know, a couple of months, they can say, oh, no, this was great. Like, it was, I liked this about it, I liked this about it. And then you can sit back and say, okay, good, I'm just having some imposter syndrome or I was having an off day or something. So just that that feedback from them and as they get to know you and your message even better, relying on them to to even tell you maybe like, hey, this part seemed whatever, and just having that that feedback is really nice.
0: Especially when you're recording and You might even be like kind of starting and stopping while you're recording and Mm -hmm. pausing and and redoing things that it kind of feels like chunky to you almost while you're recording. And maybe you don't even listen to the finished product. But to your podcast manager who's now like thoroughly working on this episode, it sounds great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, getting that feedback because it's so easy to get in your head and think that something isn't great even when it is. Yeah. Yeah. And also like I think one of the biggest questions I get is is about numbers and data, like Mm. especially with podcasting stats. And you and I could talk about how much podcasting stats are not the best, (laughs) but what do these numbers mean? And like, where am I compared to other people? Where am I compared? Like, how is my growth compared to even, I mean, I always say you should compare your growth to your own growth, but being able to have somebody to explain those numbers to you and give you some sort of scale to measure how you're doing because otherwise it's just kind of like I have no idea what yeah. what these downloads mean
1: yeah and your numbers can also be discouraging to you because my theory behind that is that, you know, we're used to like Instagram followers and Instagram views, which are enormous numbers because someone's just passing by and watching a video. They're not sitting down with you for 30 minutes and listening to you speak, right? Yes. So we th- we know like, oh, 10K followers on Instagram is almost like no big deal nowadays. I know. Just versus crazy. Right. <laughs> versus having 10,000 listens on an episode. I mean, can you imagine if 10,000 people like that would be bananas? And so you can also assume that a lot of podcasters don't have thousands of listeners on an episode, which is still, which is totally okay. And still making a big impact in your business, getting your message out there. Even if you have a hundred people, that sounds like a small number to a lot, to a lot, but Then when you think about going into a room and speaking to 100 people for 30 minutes and the other thing about podcasting is that on average, 65% of podcast listeners listen to an entire episode. So most people are listening to every single episode they listen to, they listen to the end. They're not like watching two minutes of a YouTube video or watching you on a reel for 30 seconds or whatever. They're really getting to know you and being impacted by your message.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else like it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know that, um, obviously I know, you have a hire form that people can go to and post a custom job listing if they're interested in hiring a podcast manager. So can you just talk briefly on like what that experience would be like for somebody who's hiring?
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's just a free resource, a free tool for podcasters, and then also a way for, you know, me to help my students get in front of people that are looking for a podcast manager. So what it's like is you go to hireapodcastmanager.com and you would submit your hiring information of, tell us a little bit about your show, tell us what kind of services that you're looking for, what's your budget. If you know, it's okay if you don't know as well, um, if you just kind of want to get an idea of what someone offers. And then, you know, some other, like, how soon are you hiring and, and things like that. So what happens once you submit that information is it gets sent to our students and then they can reach out to you and say, hey, I would love to chat more about this. And you would most likely get on a discovery call with um, with them and then you can hopefully find a
0: perfect match. And I'm sure that they would see a lot of variety in pricing. Mm-hmm, totally. So keep that in mind. If, you know, prices are on the lower end, that might indicate that they're in the beginning stages, higher end, more experienced, but they've all gone through the training that you provide in your program. So they have all the skills. They're just that kind of different, different places in their business. So I will put that link in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much. And
1: I think one of the great things about having someone on your team who is from the program, Obviously I'm very biased but <laughs> it's that we we have each other. We have the community of podcast managers and so if there's ever a glitch, if there's ever an audio issue, like yes. there's lots of minds working <laughs> on your show in that way. So I think that that's kind of a cool thing to think about as a podcast podcaster is that oh, you know, my podcast manager has access to a lot of people that can help them if they need it when it comes to producing my show.
0: Yes, definitely. It's a special group. And anytime anybody posts a question or an issue that they're having, it's like immediate comments from people offering suggestions. So yes, (laughs) it's a great resource all around. All right. Is there anything else that you can think of that we didn't cover in terms of outsourcing?
1: I would remind people that like outsourcing can feel scary because it's like, oh, you know, hundreds of dollars. Maybe the price is something that's hard to get over. So I would say just like encourage people to look into it to see if it's a good fit for them. Maybe you're thinking you're, you want to outsource in a couple of months, and but you want some information now. Like That's totally okay as well to just start planning for it so that you can continue to produce this your show because that's... Like that's where my heart in this really is that if you've got a really important message, if you've got a business that really improves our world, we need that really badly. And so if, if help is going to help you to continue, then, you know, try to, try to make that happen so that you don't just abandon your show, abandon your message. And podcast managers absolutely love being part of, you know, being part of that team. So look into it. And if you, you know, if you're thinking about it in the next couple of months, you can you can look into it before then as well.
0: So where can people find you if they want to come and hang out with you?
1: Yeah. If you want to talk about podcasting, because I obviously love it, <laughs> or just whatever, if you have questions or anything like that, I'm on Instagram at Lauren Wrighton. And then yeah, we can we can hang out there.
0: Perfect. Okay. Now I have two just for fun kind of questions that I ask my guests. So number one is if you could interview your favorite childhood star on your podcast just for like a fun conversation, who would it be?
1: Oh, my gosh. How how have I never heard you ask someone this?
0: (laughs) It's kind of a newer thing I'm doing.
1: Okay. Okay. Let me think. Who would I – you know what? You do want me to say (laughs) – I'm gonna say I'm spacing on what her real name is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Lizzie McGuire.
0: Yes, Hilary Duff. <laughs> <Hillary laughs> Duff. Hillary so Duff. So much better as Lizzie McGuire. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Lizzie <laughs> McGuire is what came to mind. I'm like childhood. Who comes to mind as a childhood <laughs> person? I'm gonna say that. That's the first. That's like my raw answer. I yes. did not think. I did not prethink about this. Okay, that's who I would I would sit down with.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I was a huge Lizzie McGuire fan. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Loved her, loved her hair, hairdo. Oh my gosh, yes. The clothes, <laughs> yep. The clothes, loved it all. Oh, good answer. All right, and then the next one is: Do you have any favorite podcasts right now for business or for fun? Gosh,
1: yes. I, 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 I try to listen to something new. Not like every week. That's a little bit unrealistic because I also go back and forth with Audible. Yeah, but I would say. I, what's one that I've been really enjoying? Um, There's a, there's a, there's a business that I've been following closely and I really like their podcast. It's called Guide Culture. Okay. And it's all about sales. Essentially, that that makes it just sound so simple. But so, if you're interested in like sales or just like having a really positive sales mindset and things like that, that's what they talk about is like is how to sell in a way that's really authentic and that's really value driven. And so, yeah, I've been listening to them and it's
0: been it's been a good show. Awesome, yeah, that sounds like something we could all benefit from. You said guide, like G U I D, yeah, okay. guide like sales culture, but guide okay. guide culture. culture. Got yeah. it. Cool. I will check that one out. Thank you. All right. Well, I think that that is all for today. Thank you so much for being here and we will put anything that we mentioned in the show notes. And I can't wait to have you on again because I'm sure I will.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you again for having me. It's been so fun. And I know I I can't wait to do our next podcast episode whatever whatever that topic may be.
0: I know we'll have to see. Stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'm always looking for an excuse to talk about podcasting. If you're looking for support in launching, managing, or growing your podcast, check out my online course, the Podcasting for Educators Prep School, at podcastingforeducators.com slash prep school. I'll see you here next time.